You're listening to Rookie Pirate Radio, the official anime and manga podcast for InBetweenDrafts.com. I'm John Negroni. I'm Travis Hymas. And I'm Allie Johnson. And today we're going to be discussing some of our late summer anime recommendations, what we've been watching in general, maybe some hot takes. Sorry, I'm still trying to get used to to Allie being in the intro. It's like, whoa, (laughs) it's a lot to get used to. It feels right. Yeah. I, I I just ran with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's overdue. People are like, yeah, finally. Like, it took so long. Um, but welcome, uh, both of you. It's been a hot anime summer. That's what I've been calling it. And since One Piece is on break, and or was on break this past week, the new chapter is literally like coming out right now. But that's fine. Um, we won't be talking about it till later. For now, I I thought it would be cool to just kind of uh, check in because there's a lot of anime that's been flying. And we, we've been doing brief anime check-ins, but now that everybody listens to those at the end of the One Piece manga recap, so here we are. Here we are. Uh, and so if you do listen to those manga recaps, it might sound a little repetitive, but I think we've brought enough variety to the table today. I think so. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to I'm gonna not do a lot of overlap here. And especially because when we did the last anime check-in, I didn't go into detail with anything, and I, I hope to be a little bit more specific with what I'm talking about here. Um, all that said, you know, Travis, uh, every day of the week every week people come up to me and i don't even know who they are but they're like oh yes john agroni co-host of rookie pirate radio that's nice but i've been trying to get in touch with you i've been trying to talk to you about the podcast i'm lucky i ran into you in real life at this Coles, but i just need to know like where do i go like <laughs> you have email do you have a fax machine like and travis i know you have the answer to this question i do I do have the answer to this question. Uh, we do have an email. It's rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. You're going to have to say it again. One service. more time. Rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. I am Love cursed it. to have to say it like two or three times every episode now. Um, or the witch will take my soul. Uh, but really, if you want to actually have a good back and forth with us, the best thing you can do is join the In Between Drafts Discord server, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, we have channels for anime, manga. We have a couple of different One Piece cha- uh, channels for the purposes of where you are in the story so you can participate in all of those conversations we've got the live action one piece coming up which is pretty exciting are you gonna watch that ali yeah i think so but that's not all we also have channels for everything from music to movies to tv and uh, and more and we're always hanging out in there always chatting with you all and we would love to have you join us if you haven't already yeah, we get all kinds. Of, we get more recommendations from you all than we give to other people. I almost feel bad about it, but uh, well, hey, you know what? This episode, this this conversation, hopefully, it's gonna, you know, turn course on that a little bit. So, okay, I wanted to start with I think a question that is on my heart that I feel moved to ask both of you, and I feel like Ali has to answer the question first because you know Travis, Travis and I already did an anime check in last week, so Ali, I'm very curious where you've been at on your anime journey. We're all on one. Um, what anime has been bringing you the most joy lately? I know we were going to talk about new anime, so, but you know, we might also throw in a couple, you know, stuff we're catching up on too, but where are you at? I think for me, for new stuff, because right now I'm not really catching up on a lot of old anime aside from one. Usually if it's 
bringing me joy. It shows that I'm re-watching. Like right now, we're re-watching Haikyuu and Run With The Wind. But for new series, it's Horimiya, The Missing Pieces, which I know John and I, mm. I think, have some conflicting thoughts mm. on. Mm. But to me, every weekend watching that one, it brings me more joy than a lot of just series currently airing. Uh, it's by Cloverworks, who has done things like, you know, Bochi the Rock, which we loved a lot from last year. Yeah. And this is the continuation of the original anime series that ran for 13 episodes, which I don't think the studio anticipated being as popular as it was. So clearly they left out a lot of pieces and little side stories from the manga. So this is their way to kind of a little bit of fan service, but also just further deepen the character lives and their interiority. But also I just am in love with these characters. I'm specifically in love with Miyamura, our lead boy. And I just think it's, it's again, it's, it takes these like very internal small stories that aren't always super consequential and they make them universal in how they're told while doing so in this like really beautiful and softly lit animation style. So I think if I could just watch one a night, I'd probably go to bed less stressed. I don't do that currently. And I think I need that little bit of stress, but I do. Horimiya is absolutely my choice. And for people who love Skip and Loafer or other slice of life animates, it's the one I kind of push on people these days. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm looking at my list here and the spring season was wonderful for slice of life romance because we got galaxy next door, skip and loafer, my love story with Yamada kun. I mean, there, there was a good mix this season. We have, uh, uh, Masamune Kun's Revenge, not really Slice of I'm Life. I mean, a little bit. And it's, I've already read the manga. It doesn't end well. I'm hoping the anime redeems it. The anime so far has been better in general. But yeah, other than that, I've, I've been watching like older, like Insomniacs After School, I didn't mention, but I've just been starting to, to watch that. So I look at Horimiya and I'm like, well, okay, there's the, the classic. There's like the, the, the godparent of, you know, romantic slice of life. And I just, Allie, I know we've had this conversation so many times. I just, I don't want to go back in time. I want to see what these kids are up to now. I know. It's the format that's messing with you. <laughs> it is. It's the format. My my brain is just not putting the pieces together. Uh, I love Cloverworks too. I mean, I, I think the next thing they have coming up is Spy Family Season 2, which I think all of us are looking forward to. I mean, it's... Uh, it's been a long time coming. Spy Family right now in the manga is heating. I mean, it is like intense uh, at the moment. Uh, they're also doing a uh, Windbreaker, which I almost picked up the first volume today because uh, I, I, I've ended, I had a choice. I was like, right, I'm either going to do Windbreaker or solo leveling. I chose solo leveling. So I don't know if that perks your, either of your interests because I know that the first season of the anime is going to be coming out soon. And um, are you looking forward to that one, Travis, Allie? I don't think I've heard of this one. I don't know. It's it's more of a Travis one, I bet. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's more it's Isekai, isn't it? I was gonna say, is this the Webtoon one as well? I have I have at least one Webtoon one on my list here, so I want to make sure I'm looking at the right thing. <laughs> uh, I'll double check. Yeah, I don't want to um, you know lead you astray. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just picked it up. I'm gonna start reading it not after this, um, but it is it is Web. Um, but uh, the anime is uh, gonna be A1 Pictures. And it's going to be, I think, uh, winter. So hopefully around like January or so is when the anime is going to drop. But anyway, that's good. That's good to hear, Allie, in terms of Horimiya. Maybe I'll watch. And I think I mentioned this already, but if I was going to watch Missing Pieces, I would want to watch it like 
in a re-edited version of season one. Like I would rewatch the first season of Hormia because it's bliss, but I like just put the missing pieces in between. You know, I was just going to, I was going to say that maybe there will be a very committed fan out there. And this is me kind of like pushing for it. Cause I would so this love is like to you nominating it. yourself. Yeah. With me and my superb editing skills. <laughs> As Travis is very keenly aware of how technologically, uh, what's the right word, dumb I am. Um, So it can't be me, but I absolutely am in support of somebody else going out there and trying to piece it all together in the order that it's meant to be in. That said, for now, I'm just happy it's back. Maybe I'm just having too low a bar, but like to me, I'm just like, thank God I have these characters and this wonderful ensemble back in my life. Oh. I, yeah. I, you know, for me, I, 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 it's a little off topic, but I, I have been contemplating like, should I, cause I, I, there's no, my dress up darling season two in sight yet. And I hope it's coming next year, but I don't want to keep waiting and put my life on hold. So like, man, do I just need to, cause I, I read some of the manga after the uh, first season ended and I've been, I've been seeing those volumes and I've been like, Hmm. This could be my moment, uh, so maybe maybe that's maybe that's what I'll go to. Who knows? Um, okay, Travis Hymas, your joy, your joy component, your your wonder joy priority. Uh, I'm going to. Oh man, what a deep cut there. Uh, well, I, hopefully this anime doesn't end uh, like uh, Wonder Egg Priority, but uh, I, I'm just going to get ahead of the game here. Uh, for me, there is nothing that has excited me in a while quite like Zom 100. So good. The bucket list of the dead. It is so good. And it's good in a way uh, that I know for sure it holds up because I have become insufferable to my friends, my family, my coworkers, and the like because I have shoved this down all of their throats. That trailer <laughs> has so many plays, and so many of them are me <laughs> forcibly shoving it down the eye holes of, of people. And the best part is, is every single one of them comes away with the same kind of reaction, and that's, wow, that that feels so relevant. <laughs> it feels so relevant. And that's kind of... I think that the secret sauce for this anime is uh, whether intentionally or not, the source material kind of zeroes in on a certain level of discomfort in people right now um, in their daily lives. And yeah, the idea of a, of a colorful zombie apocalypse sounds at least an agreeable alternative. Um, <laughs> but it really is just uh, beyond the pitch. It really isn't uh, just a fascinating show. Um, it's messing with its genre. Uh, I think it's actually asking some pretty interesting questions. Uh, it has some really good jokes actually in it. Uh, the idea that this is a, I mean, it's a studio of veterans, but the idea that this is a brand new studio putting out just absolutely S tier material, uh, frame by frame is, uh, just mind boggling to me. Like bug my films, biggest, this is what yeah, called, bug right? films. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they're getting some assistance from another studio on some things, but they're doing most of the heavy lifting. Oh, and real quick, I'll say I, I think they're doing the Comey Can't Communicate movie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's their next thing. Um, Good for them. But uh, I, I want to see them succeed based based solely on the, the few episodes of this that I've, I've been able to watch. And I think they might Absolutely. be doing some work on um, summertime rendering, but yeah. uh, don't hold me to that. 
You know what? I think that might be true. And this might not to pivot too much, but you said it's a studio of veterans. I'm wondering if a lot of them worked at this studio OLM, which yeah. did a lot of stuff with Comey and Summertime, which I think Zom 100 which... is slightly skewering. So uh, we discussed this last week on the podcast, and we were not sure how far we should go into that. But I did investigate, and uh, ZLM is also the name of the production studio in the manga. So Haroasa might have some friends, but it's not like they added that. So uh, please don't sue us, anyone. That would be great. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But no, it really is just this, uh, you know, I I love these kind of anime that want to interrogate uh kind of common themes uh that we deal with because uh you know shonen anime is great and you love feeling hyped but sometimes uh sometimes you just want to see sometimes you just want to see uh a, a grown slacker like yourself deal with life and that's that's more or less what zom 100 is it's just also got zombies in it um also uh quinn conned me into reading alice in borderland which is also by Haruasa and uh I got to admit, uh, this one's a way cheerier read. <laughs> Significantly. Per- permission to speak freely about Zom 100? Oh, sure. Uh, well, first of all, a uh, live action film coming to Netflix. Uh, I think it's going to be out um, soon, actually. Yeah, uh, it's it's practically right on the heels of it. Yeah, of yeah. By the, yeah, by the time most people listen to this. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I got to be honest. First episode, no notes. Loved it. It's gorgeous i like the second two episodes i like them i do think there's a drop in terms of my engagement like i'm into it i'm invested i'm gonna keep going but it's i would just warn people that the first episode kind of has a peak factor to it and that don't expect that same high to be sustained over the next two episodes a lot of setup and a lot of sort of like okay okay here's what this show maybe is about to be but it's not the best paced in in those second two or three episodes. And I think though it's steadily improving and uh, I'm not, you know, by any means, I don't want to like try to make it sound like people should steer clear or anything like that. I actually kind of agree with you, John. I haven't seen the most recent episode yet, but I do think the first episode is almost so good that there's no way to go but town but i regardless i think the animation is so gorgeous that it's always going to keep me watching and i really love the lead character but i kind of wonder what we might have gotten out of this being almost like a short film you know because i feel like it tells a very concise beginning to end story within that first episode of a guy who learns to recapture and reinvigorate his own life at the end of the world like i think that's a really good story and i think it's really good story just within those 30 minutes i would have just been satisfied with that so i do wonder like i haven't read the manga so i really don't know how far they push the storyline but i'm curious to see if they're able to kind of recapture that magic of the first episode because that's one of the best things along with you know the oshinoko premiere that i've watched in animation in a long time so i'm glad you bring that up because i was about to snark that if uh zom 100 was an hour and a half episode john would take three weeks to watch it (laughs) there you go maybe longer um no and uh so we should say zom 100 has uh 14 volumes out so it's apparently still going strong and i i yeah ali i had that same sort of thought i think we talked about it too with the hell's paradise the same kind of thing happened to me with that one where i felt like the first episode was such a great concise short story and then the next episode i was kind of like uh 
you know, like the vibe is sort of shifting. I don't know if I'm totally into it. And then the third episode, I'm like, okay. And it's, it's steadily gotten better. I'm, I'm taking a wild hell's paradise. I think I've only watched like six or seven episodes of that. Do you, do y'all think that's a, do y'all think that's a manga effect? Because I mean, a manga's first chapter absolutely has to sell itself. Start yeah. To finish. And, and TV like that has been, TV has been like that for a long time. And it used to be, you know, back when like network shows would have like 22 episodes or whatever, they would literally make it so episodic so that the better episodes they have toward the end of the season, when they have more stuff figured out, they would like put it closer to the premiere and then intersperse things so that it doesn't have that big of a drop. Uh, but yeah, for sure, we're kind of, we're, we're sort of seeing anime feel that out too, huh? Yeah, I guess because in the past, and by in the past, I mean as recently as just this past year, as we've been really digging into more and more anime, me and my husband, um, Quinn, since everybody knows his name anyway. But I, we used to have a rule where it was like you always give an anime two to three episodes. Like, let it figure itself out. Let it get through the parts where it's just yeah. introducing the characters in the world. But I now four. with things... Four episodes. Yeah, that's probably that's probably more fair and likely that's what we'll do. Um, like I gave the anime that I just dropped recently a whole five episodes and called it quits. But with first episode of Oshinoko is so long, that's like four episodes by itself. Well, that's that's kind of it's <laughs> the thing too with that one, but then also Zom One Hundred, it's they are kind of changing expectation it feels like a little bit recently with what we expect out of a storyline immediately, and I think it depends on also the genre. And the story it's trying to tell. Like, if you had capped Oshinoko just on the first 22 minutes or so, you would have lost a lot of viewers. <laughs> I think you need to see the entire storyline. I think you need to see that Zom 100 isn't just going to be about a depressed office worker. Like, I think, so I, I think it does depend, but I definitely feel like we're straying into the territory of, like, really needing to be strong and establish itself out the gate. It's a problem that very creative people are continuing to find creative ways to solve, right? And I, I certainly was feeling that with Oshinoko. I, I think that what pulled me in with that first episode, because I did finish it, so there you go. I watched the first episode of Oshinoko, and then I watched season one, uh, so the next 10 episodes, I think within like a day and a half. And one of the things that pulled me in to binge that so quickly was Idol, the song, the, you know, bonafide classic, uh, most iconic OP of 2023 so far. Yeah. Please. Yes. I mean, I listened to it like on my way over here. Like I just, I can't get enough of it. And I was like, literally, well, I could watch another episode. I'm not that hooked with what's going on necessarily, but I could watch the OP again. <laughs> and genuinely that's like been a main factor in keeping me engaged. And also, um, I read 20 chapters of the manga so far, um, past the anime, and I'll literally like listen to the OP in between chapters because I'm just like, mm, so good. Also, I, I will say like for season two of Oshinoko, here's my hot take. The arc right after this one, I don't like it, but the arc after that, I love it. So <laughs> fair warning. <laughs> it, it's weird. It, it, it's yeah. I have very mixed feelings about the, uh, it's like the play arc that they, they hint at the end of season one it's very like i think the anime i'll say this i think the anime is so good that it's kind of painting the manga for me and like kind of a poor light i think the manga just almost can't live up to it it but in a way that i think love is war same author right Akas akasaka i think that like love is war the manga and the anime 
go together perfectly. Uh, I think that there's a little bit more clumsiness between the anime and the manga here. And I think that plays to why Akasaka himself is like, yeah, I don't even want to be a manga artist anymore. He just wants to write because I think that's more of like where he's headed as a, as an artist. And I say he can do whatever he wants, of course, obviously. So yeah, that's my little Oshinoko brand. I love it. Everyone knew I would love it. You all got your wish. You know, uh, it's interesting you bring up OPs, um, because the other thing I wanted to say about ZOM 100 is I'm not entirely convinced about their little solution to time management, but I am interested by it. Um, I don't know if you all have noticed this, but they use their OPs to do their like previously on segments. Like so how so you get like half a good OP with a really banging song because kind of boom never disappoints. But then it's clips of the previous episode uh, and then back to some original animation to close out. And it's kind of an interesting way to solve for time. Well, can I can I segue that then into the yeah. anime that's been bringing me joy? Because that's directly yeah. relevant. Let's do it. Mushoku Tensei. Um Okay, so first of all, I, I already know Travis's baggage with Mishoku Tensei. I shouldn't call it baggage. You've watched some of it. Um, and Allie, do you have, have you ever watched Mishoku Tensei or gotten into it before? No, but I had to spend a very long time trying to get art for an article I was editing. So I have a little bit of bitterness against it, but that's my own personal perfect, thing. Perfect. But what's okay. the genre this is again? It's, a- it's high fantasy isekai. Um, okay, it's, the isekai. Isekai. it's the progenitor in a lot of cases yeah okay. so like a lot of the modern like modern isekai for sure right so we're not going as far back as like inuasha or anything but you know it, it's like it's t- it, it's like one of the first like japanese modern isekai to sort of uh reckon with a lot of the western isekai in a very in a way that has had a lot of effects on the stuff we see now from like rise of shield hero um uh you know, all the weird ones like reborn as a vending machine, which low key is not that bad. It's actually kind of decent. Um, but Mishoku Tensei is kind of like the, the godparent of it. It's like the kind of precursor and prototype for a lot of these things. So I went into it because season two is happening now. And a lot of people have questioned like, Hey, why, you know, it's a popular story. The light, it started as light novels and then it got a manga. Um, but we didn't get an anime until winter 2021. It took a long time. A lot of people, like, you know, have wondered, I think, reasonably, where's Mishoku Tensei? I think one of the things, I don't know this for sure, but I would speculate that one of the main limiting factors on this story has been its extremely problematic elements. And I think, like, the hesitance of a lot of the stuff in the story itself and how it positions its main character that I think was always bound to create, like, controversy, right? And so, sure enough, I, I was watching the first few episodes, and I'm like, wow, I mean whoa, like this is a very strange story to sort of like, uh, get, try to get me invested of like, I hate this main character. I mean, I just like not rent a girlfriend, hate the main character, but definitely like, I don't like this person. I don't want them to succeed, but, uh, let me, let me put, let me put it this way, Ali. I'll put it in terms that, uh, I, I think I would have understood if someone tried to explain it to me, uh, cause I went in more sort of like fresh, right? It is essentially like, what if you took a Japanese, what if you made a Japanese anime out of A Song of Ice and Fire and The Wheel of Time? You just put those things together and you gave it a Japanese anime isekai, like bent, and it's like a perfect marriage of those like three things. Because I'll I'll say this, so I, I watched the first season, which is about 23 episodes, and there's an OVA for season two. Season two is about four episodes in now. I watched all of it 
in less than a week, just a few days, I binged the whole thing. And then I binged the the manga from like chapter 50 to chapter 91. And then after that, I started reading the light novels. Like it is phenomenal. And one of the things that makes it phenomenal is like, it's the same stuff that makes something like um, Game of Thrones and like overall Song of Ice and Fire, like I think so spectacular. And even something like One Piece, which not as guy obviously, but not since One Piece, I would say, have I found an anime's world building to be this like compelling to me. Because, and I know One Piece, maybe that's a trigger word. Maybe I shouldn't use that one for you, Ali. No, what like, are you talking wait, wait. about? There's gears now. I, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously. Like, So the premise of Mishoku Tensei is that, uh, and as, what I mean by compelling, I forgot to finish that thought, but uh, like, it's the kind of thing where like, the more I learn about this world, same thing with One Piece, the more I learn about this world, the bigger it feels and the more I want to keep learning on top of that. I find I find the world just endlessly fascinating. And on top of that, all of the characters, not just the main characters, feel extremely real, well-rounded, and I'm so invested. Like I care so much about the characters in this story. Characters that I don't even like, but also characters I love and I'm like very conflicted about like where they are in certain parts of the story. But the premise is that it, the story starts in Japan and you have this like recluse who is like 40 something he's in his 30s 40s he is just a bum horrible human being um it's implied that he is like watching like lolly stuff and like you know pleasuring himself to it and you're just like wow forget this guy disgusting like uh he gets kicked out of his house because he skips his parents funeral and so his siblings um like kick him like forcibly kick him out he's been shut in there for a long time you don't know why like a lot of this gets explained later of like when the world's wrong with him and then Truck Coon comes in, uh, and you know the Isekai thing kicks off uh, in in Truck Coon fashion, you know, right? Uh, and but at, at this moment, what's interesting is that like he's a despicable human being, no sentimentality, no likability, whatever. Uh, the reason he dies is because he tries to save somebody's life who he sees is about to get hit by Truck Coon, and uh, he's like intervenes and and all that. And then he wakes up reincarnated. Uh, not as a slime, sorry, Travis, but uh, not even reincarnated as a vending machine, weirdly enough. He gets reincarnated as a baby, and he starts to, like, realize, like, oh, his parents look very strange. Like, they look, you know, he, he's sort of, like, like, they're, like, European. And, like, as a baby, he starts to figure out, because his memories are still there, he still remembers, like, Japan and everything, that he is in a sort of high fantasy world that is very similar to, you know, Westeros, um, has a lot of... Uh, it has a lot of wheel of time to it as well, but also mixing in other things like uh, the world of like Shield Hero um, clearly took like strong you know favor from this, uh, and you're really just following his second life, like his second chance at life. He's a pervert, he's disgusting, but you're watching him. It's like a metaphor for an adult coming of age, but the only way for like a, a bad person uh, that I think this author is trying to get at to redeem themselves and to become a better person and to um, basically become like a, a god in this world uh, ultimately is to essentially have to like reset and like relearn and unlearn all of the like traumas that have, you know, caused a lot of the problems in his life and that, you know, a lot of the bad decisions he's made in regards to it. So it's like this deeply like 
personal, humanistic, compelling story in this like fascinating world that feels huge. And it feels so believable. The magic system is fascinating. The isekai elements actually are relevant. Like he doesn't just forget about Japan. Like he's, you always are reminded that he is a, a an adult in a child's body. And imagine me, by the way, watching Mishoku Tensei and then going right to Oshinoko, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, it, literally, as you are seeing him grow up, you're seeing that one of the things that makes him special is the isekai element. He has a an unconventional approach to how he learns how to use magic that other people wouldn't think about in this world. So he's not he's not extremely powerful. He's not overpowered or anything because he just is. This isn't cheat skill. This isn't a, I got a cheat skill in another world. So now I'm unrivaled in the real world too. We're like for no reason. He's just like endlessly perfect. You know nothing like that. He he's just like. He thinks of things that other people wouldn't because he knows more about science for one thing, but also he just, he treats the whole thing like a video game. And that's part of the story too, is that like, he starts to learn that like his approach to treating the Isekai world like a game endangers not just him, but the people around him. And yeah, Shoku Tensei, the hype is real. I mean, it is such a good story. And and the hard thing is that I can't readily recommend it because there are elements to it that I think are just completely going to rub people the wrong way that are going to be a a barrier. And I don't blame anybody who's just like, no, no, I'm not going to get into that. Forget it. Uh, it, Because there are certain things that happen with, you know, because this is a medieval world and it's pretty realistic uh, with how things kind of were. So there are things like concubines, there are, you know, slaves, there are things like a they're like people consider themselves adults at 15. So you can kind of see where I'm going with like, there's really gross stuff um, is implied and even happens. And it's part of the story. And I think like some people, I think what a lot of people rationalize when they're watching it is like just kind of keeping that in mind that it it's not depicting as endorsement. Um, it's actually trying to show like, you know, how depraved humanity can be, but also how humanity can be redeemed as well. So it's a complicated one, but yeah, if you stick with it, it is like a, unbelievably rewarding thing. And my favorite thing too, is that like reading the light novel and the manga and the anime, I think all three are fantastic. And so this was the uh, terrible segue, Travis, I know, cause I'm segueing it 10 minutes later. Um, but every OP for the anime uses a lot of material from the light novel, uh, to show you like montages in between episodes. So like, instead of doing like a traditional opening animation, you are watching like characters kind of like moving to another location because, you know, there's a a chunk of season one where characters are traveling across a continent. So the, in the opening, you know, the music starts and you kind of see a montage of like them going on the road and like, you know, paying some money to get onto a carriage. And you're sort of seeing the world laid out in a silent and beautiful and cinematic way. So it's very, very effective. And uh, man, I also just the, the straight up action in Mishoku Tensei. I mean, it, just a few episodes in when you start to see like where the story can go in terms of how brutal it is. And the first time like the main character sees somebody die and how you're like, oh, they're not going to just sort of like, you know, wishy-washy gloss over death in this world. Like it's actually like a traumatic thing, but the traumatic thing is that, like everybody else is just sort of like, ah, that person died. Ew, gross, whatever. And they're like blase about it because they're so used to it. But our main character, of course, is not used to it. And so like Everything is so thought out in that way that it's just, uh, it's it's wonderful to watch. So season two is happening right now. Uh, it's so good. So good. I'm absolutely like floored with how much I like it. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that it keeps getting more seasons because I think the anime, the manga, and the light novel are all great and they're all great companion pieces. I like engaging with it in all three levels, which is super rare.
That's my Mushoku Tensei rant. It was, it was a impassioned. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you'll have somebody watching it along with you, uh, Quinn, based on how you just described it. I'm going to message him right now. <laughs> I have a problem just with the genre. I, I just have found that I don't usually uh, find myself like drawn to the Isekai. I'm saying it wrong now because I'm overthinking. Isekai. Isekai. Yeah. Whatever. I can't pronounce words, and that's just a character flaw of mine. But I, I don't usually get drawn to the genre, but it, it also can depend. Like, if the animation looks really interesting to me, I might end up checking it out. But it's like you have me with the Wheel of Time comparison, and then you lose me with the Game of Thrones. And I know that's a thin yeah. line. Yeah. It's a, bi- it's, it's a big it's, one. Yeah. It matters to me. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm not surprised that you love it based on the things that you compared it to <laughs> with Wheel of Time in one piece. <laughs> like the Taviran stuff. It, you know, it's not directly doing the Taviran thing, but it is yeah. very reminiscent. Very reminiscent. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Tra- Travis, have I, have I intrigued you at all? I mean, I know why, you only did a yeah, few episodes, no, right? Yeah, so was- I'm, I'm familiar with the material. My, I, I also kind of bounce off of Isekai these days. Um, it's, I'm it's a very, with Isekai, honestly. it's, it's a, it's a very saturated genre. Um, uh, one thing that I will say though, in terms of like the, the, the problematic aspect is, is sometimes i have the these same kind of problems and i think more than anything else that is what turns me off of series like that um you know i uh, goblin slayer is a good um example of this or uh, more recently um the uh Eidetan de- deities only know peace um i watched the first episode of that and then immediately told ali we're not covering it <laughs> <laughs> By the because way, there's of, a whole episode because, of Mishoku Tensei dedicated to Goblin Slayer. Just yeah, jumping out yeah, there. it's but um, at the same time, um, I think your point about you know it being there is not ex- explicitly an endorsement. I think there is a difference there. Um, and to credit, I do think um, at least in this particular adaptation, that's very much what's happening here. There's not really an endorsement. There's not really. Uh, it, I wouldn't even go so far as to call it a power fantasy. Um, from what I've seen anyway, uh, because, uh, because again, he's not that likable. He, he's really not. And, you know, that's a really difficult line to walk. Uh, it's, it's definitely something that I would have on my radar more than, than I, most isekai. I gotta be honest. I look at a lot of isekai, uh, and kind of roll my eyes at it. Yeah. Uh, just, and it's really just a, a stigma on the, uh, the genre. I know there's a lot of, actually really good stuff out there and there's even stuff out there that you could call an isekai that only is sort of an isekai so it's you know kind of like get over myself there uh but that's that more than anything is kind of what's held me back on stuff like that it's just like man they're just gonna do the whole other world thing and yada 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 and like two two year eternity is right there and it does a lot of the same fantasy world stuff without the nonsense so so we'll see how season three goes on that Ali, can you steer us back off of the fantasy trail? We've been we've been just been like a bunch of smelly boys playing with action figures. Um, but I know I know there's another stuff on your list. I know that is there anything that um, you know, not just bringing you joy, but is there anything that's been like surprising you with how much you've liked it? I guess this would go back to, you know, it, it aired and it finished earlier in the year. But Witch from Mercury was a big one for me because the Gundam series has always been something that I wanted to get into, mainly because, like, I hate not 
being knowledgeable about things that I love. So I really wanted to like watch it just to understand it. But I was always intimidated by how many series there were. And I knew that Wish for Mercury was one to, that was kind of a standalone and you didn't really need to know a lot about the history, but I just loved the character so much. And speaking of, um, idol the same singer sings the op for the first core of mercury so that was kind of fun to go right from one to the other but i think that one was surprising because again i it's like i either really love things that have mech in it such as you know gernlogan or even kellyan or pacific rim or i'm just not interested at all there's no in between but i really really enjoyed this and i think mainly because of the lead character suleta who is just adorable and i know that the showrunner or the studio has gone out today being like this show isn't gay yes it is good old good old bandai how, with yeah, its, how can that with be? its good old good old bandai with its it's open to interpretation Whatever. even though the yeah. main voice actor very clearly believes that it's gay <laughs> Listen, I I was watching Yuri on Ice when people who were watching it were like, well, they don't actually show that they kiss, trying to avoid the gay of it all. And it's like, okay, we all know what we know. You guys need to go sit back in the corner and calm it's, down. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing when it happens in Western media. It's embarrassing here. Uh, you know, it's it's the, the the Witch from Mercury one's very funny because Bandai issued an apology for the inconsistencies in the interview that kind of set this all off but online most of the chatter was just positive at hearing somebody involved with the production like really saying it out loud so it's like i don't know who they're trying to appease here because it doesn't even seem like old school gundam fans are even bothering with being mad about it no that's and my impression too mainly honestly the reason i started watching and evan would hate it that it wasn't him <laughs> that convinced me because he'd been really like trying to convince me to watch it for a while uh, once I finally got to it, but like it was just seeing some of the like enthusiasm from women online, enthusiasm from people who seemingly identified as queer women online, and just you know the kind of um, just the thrill at getting a story like this that very often is kind of put into a boys corner type of genre and to kind of see it led by women. But again, that it's just so it's like it's not even just the message for me like i love that it's a queer story and it is a queer story i love that it's female characters but also it's just such a human story and like i'm kind of embarrassed at how hard i cried <laughs> at one episode and i don't know if it's just the mood i only seen a few episodes but yeah i heard there's an episode that just like uh-oh big emotions yeah yeah, but it's funny because it's a very understated scene, at least the one that I'm talking about. And I think it just goes to show how well they developed that main character, Suleta, because it's just like her very real emotions that triggered mine. And again, who knows what mental space I was in that day, but it really worked for me, that plus the ending song for that core. But that one, I think for people who are kind of, again, intimidated by the genre intimidated by the saga i think it's worth checking out because i think it will surprise you don't expect much from the actual storyline at the school that is just place setting that is just meant there to be the yeah. backdrop for all the shit that happens you know you know ali one of these days i'm gonna get you to watch code Geass, and you're either going to uh love me forever for it or never speak to me again and i cannot wait to find out which one it's one of the first both. anime i ever watched but I only watched seven episodes. <laughs> oh, then you then you haven't even you you've not even 
experienced uh, Code Geass. Oh boy, oh boy. John's right. It's gonna be both. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Is this the part where? Well, okay. I was gonna mention real quick since you brought up gay. Um, how do we relationship? I started reading a few chapters of the manga, and it's so great. Like it's beautiful. Um, and I'm a little of sad. Which one? How do we relationship? Um, it's a girls love manga. I forget the author's name, but, uh, it's really, really great. I'm annoyed that only the first three chapters are free. Um, but, and they didn't have the volumes at, uh, the Japanese bookstore I go to. So I'm a little bit like, well, what am I going to do? Uh, so I might get it online or something, but, uh, yeah, it's really nice. Um, for anyone who's like, well, I want more explicit, like the characters are gay and there's no weird, you know, vagueness to it. Then, uh, you can check that out, I guess. But uh, is is this, Travis, the part where we talk about Jujutsu Kaisen? We talk about my beautiful boyfriends. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Since we're, since, uh, since we're on the topic of text and subtext, um, yeah, uh, I guess there's we a little bit Jujutsu of a, Kaisen. A kerfuffle. There's going to be a fight. There's, there's yeah, a kerfuffle in the Discord it. over this one. You started it. I did. I, and they, everybody was like vibing, having a good time. It's Tuesday. And then I just came in and I was just like, what if there was no peace? Qu- quite literally, that's what it felt like. I was just minding my own business, get a notification on my phone. And it's it's John just absolutely. <laughs> and of course, he picks the week. He picks the week where I step in to do reviews for the show um, right. for Allie. Of course, he waits. Well, no, uh, it's because you posted it in the anime discord. And I was just like, ah, oh, yes, Jujutsu Kaisen. And I just watched uh, caught up. And I'm just like, I, I in short, I'm just I don't I just I, I just don't care. Like I love the animation, it, it it's it is like so beautiful. Like it's it's gorgeous. I'm like, oh my goodness, and young Gojo. I love Gojo. Okay, but the the writing, I'm just like, all this stuff is just getting thrown at me, and I'm like, what? what where did we leave off of season one? Where are we in the story? Why is any of this happening? And why should I care? And I keep asking, like, why should I care? And the anime is just like, we don't have time to tell you why you should care. Here's this thing. He's picking her up. Look. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'm bored. I'll keep going because I care about the main characters. I'm like, all right, this, we just got to get through this prequel thing. And everybody's just a, like, Jujutsu Kaisen's peak. And I'm like, what? This is this is the, the I think, the struggle. Because I, I am primarily, I think people have picked up on this on this show yet, I am primarily a manga reader first. Um, it is, it's so much easier for me to sit down and just windmill slam 100 plus chapters of a manga. Um, and so, like, for me, I can answer your question, but I can't answer your question because the, the, the order of events is not right. Well- I know that it's going to get to it eventually, but that doesn't stop it from being uninteresting now. And it's like the the hook to me is just sort of like, look at Gojo. He's so young. Look at his best friend. They're not going to be best friends forever, huh? And I'm just like, I guess. But like, what are they doing? Like, why are we in this time and place? Like, they're just going on this like misadventure. The misadventure doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They keep throwing a bunch of lore out and they're just... The story's not being told, at least for me, in a very compelling way. And I think I get it because people are like, but it looks amazing and it's it's leading somewhere. Just trust. And I, I'm having trouble trusting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This isn't an issue of the anime. This is an issue of the manga because Jujutsu Kaisen has a lot of lore. It has a lot of explanations going on. But uh, Gege Akutame is not interested in dwelling on them. 
where where you would have something like one piece or even naruto where extended periods of time will um focus on just making sure you're understanding what's happening jujitsu kaisen is much more interested in you know kind of dropping those little pieces of lore and then moving on to the actual interesting stuff which does cause problems when you have to do an arc that requires you to go back and revisit material you wrote without the intention of ever continuing it um and also use that to set up your next arc um and so I think there is admittedly a bit of a pacing problem because this is if you if you go back and read the manga, for example, you're going to have the exact same experience if you just read it chapter, chapter, chapter. But you're not even going to have the benefit of being told at any point during reading the manga that there is Jujutsu Kaisen Zero hanging out in, you know, over in the corner with important context that you need. Uh, whereas the anime did you the, the, the at least the service of going, hey, Make sure you watch this movie, too, if you don't mind. You can blame Demon Slayer for, for making this a thing, by the way. But um, And I do. So it's and it's it's a, it's a little bit of a tricky situation. But I think that that's a problem that Jujutsu Kaisen, as much as I do love it, I think it's one of the better modern shonen manga. I think it is an, uh, is a problem um, even now in the manga. And I don't want to spoil too much, but like the manga has now it reached a point where it has kind of mutated into parodies of different manga at certain points, um, presumably as commentary. Uh, but we've reached what I call the, the uh, Jojo's bizarre adventure part of jujitsu Kaisen. <laughs> Gojo's bizarre adventure. It, uh, it, funny you put it that way. Uh, but, uh, and, and if, and if you are a jujitsu Kaisen reader, you might know what I'm talking about, but like, it's, it's not necessarily pulling all of what you would expect to. And it's, you kind of want to sit there and scream Akutami, you madman. What's the point of all of this? Um, like this is not even the arc where you're good. Like if you stick with this series, this is not the arc where you're going to sit around and go, where's Itadori? What's Itadori doing? We're not even there yet. That's coming. Thanks. Thanks. Not this season in the anime. This season in the anime is a lot of good Itadori. I don't know if either of you agree with me on this. It's almost, it almost feels to me like the manga cub was like, ah, you know what? I really struck gold with Gojo. People love Gojo. It's like, why not just make him the main character for a little while and have fun with that? Like, that's the impression I get. That's, I mean, that's what an editor would do a hundred percent. I mean, that, that happens all the time. Uh, this is, you know, I've, I've referred to Jujutsu Kaisen as bleach, but better. And this is 100% like a take on Bleach's like flashback arc. They did, um, quite a while ago we'll get to bleach eventually i'm sure hmm. but uh but it's 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 one of those it's almost like the writer didn't really want to be in the shonen category so he's kind of like rushing through all the prerequisite stuff you know like which i kind of found funny in season one like they have a training arc kind of for a second yeah. you know they introduce these characters that you think are going to go one way and they quickly are like Nope, we're going to actually pivot this immediately. So, and they very, very, very loosely define the rules of their world to the point where, again, I don't think the writer's very concerned with it. And I think that can be very divisive. Personally, I am finding myself increasingly frustrated with just the show in general. And for the record, I am so spoiled on this series. 
I know everything. It's it's, it's not my fault. It's, it's not, not my it's fault. N- it's not your fault. I spoiled part of it myself. One part Quinn accidentally did, and I had to go and follow up on it because I thought it wasn't true. And then I just clicked the uh, trending topic on Twitter recently. So I'm very spoiled. That was my bad. This is. I'm about to get on my rant. I'm about to get on my Shonen Jump soapbox here. Um because I do, I do think a lot of the roots of these problems come from the manga. Because you, this is not a uniquely a Jujutsu Kaisen problem. I think this is a Shonen Jump problem in regular... There it is right there. It's specifically Roboco. Roboco is the main problem there in Shonen Jump. <laughs> he's got a mat. He's got a cover of it put up Yeah, the, the screen. listeners can't see, but I'm holding up my Shonen Jump uh, with its <laughs> We story. love a good visual reference on a podcast. We, lo- we love a good visual reference on a podcast. But um, there has been a shift in Jump in recent years. Um, there's a couple of different things that a lot of Western critics and pundits have kind of tried to gain insight on what it is. But for me, it really comes down to one thing, and that's in interviews constantly over and over again. These newer mangaka make it abundantly clear that they don't want to be doing this for 10 years. They don't want to be doing this for even six years if they can avoid it. Um, Horikoshi has been saying for three and a half years that he wants My Hero Academia done. So has Akutami. He's want, he, he was saying earlier the uh, earlier last year that 2023 was going to be the end of Jujutsu Kaisen. And it's only now that he's kind of like, maybe that's not happening. Um, like, there is this sense, and it may just be because, let's face it, this business has killed people. Uh, it might just be a change in, you know, in, in work ethic. It could be a change in just generational. Uh, it could be the fact that Shonen Jump kind of seems to be throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks because they know they're not going to have One Piece forever. Um, they know that some of their most popular series are not being printed in the magazine and cannot be printed in the magazine due to their content. We don't have a new big three. You know, we we haven't had a new big. People have said that we've had a new big three for a while. That's not true. We haven't had a big three in a long time. There's been nothing to match One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto. You know, the only ones that have come close have been My Hero Academia, and that's not even remotely close. And, and people, not anymore, because people are engaging with these differently. They are not, they're not lifers on these series necessarily yeah. anymore. And there's way more stuff out there, too. Like the fandom, you know, show me the fandom for My Hero Academia, compare it to the Naruto fandom, and it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, I love My Hero exist. Academia. I love My Hero Academia, but I do question if it has the staying power um, that Naruto has had. Because it's lightning in a bottle. I, I think that it's yeah. like it's of its own era, and like My Hero Academia exists. Like if My Hero Academia came out a long time ago, wouldn't it? Because it's the result of a lot of other things before it. But if it had come out, you know, a long time ago, sure, maybe it would. But I think that like that's the difference between anime now versus anime then. There's so much of it now; it's right. fragmented. It's kind of like how we've gone from like there were only like five TV channels to now you right. have, everybody's like niche interest now has a thing. And you have to consider, too, a lot more series are being picked up, a lot more things are being talked about and pitched with the intention of making anime. Um, there's a there's yeah. a more recent there's a more recent series um, that's been coming west here called Beat in Motion. It's pretty interesting, all things considered. I like the first two chapters. First chapter. It's, it's interesting, it's, Hook. It's yeah. releasing very slow. But the thing that caught my attention about it mostly was the means at which it made it into print in the first place, which is that there was a mangaka contest um, for young creators 
um, the mangaka for Beaten Motion won, but he he didn't just win the serialization. He didn't just win a deal. He won multiple deals. He's getting not just to put his manga out into the world. He's already got an anime contract. Like there's already a production staff. That's where the money is. Start getting this going. If, right. If there's one thing the we've learned is. from Oshinoko. You know, yeah, like. that's where the money. Exactly. That is exactly where the money is. And so now manga are going into print in some cases, literally for the purposes of getting a Netflix adaptation. They've already signed a deal with Netflix for this thing. And there's eight chapters out. And sorry, to be clear, when I say Oshinoko, I'm not just talking about like it as an example. I'm talking about right. what Oshinoko is about. Like right, Oshinoko exactly. is about the J- Japanese entertainment industry and where all the money, kind, of, all the politics that's at play when it comes to adapting. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the in the first season and in the manga about adapting manga into a popular anime, whether it's like live action. The arc that the anime is about to go into is about like literally an adaptation of a version of Tokyo Ghoul called Tokyo Blade that is a literal 2.5D Japanese stage play. And it's absurd. But like, yeah, it, it, it like that's where because everybody wants these adaptations to come in. They want the fandoms. They want the merch, right? That's where the money's coming in. They, it, it can't just be a manga anymore. Yeah, it's weirdly, a, it's almost a Marvel effect. Because you yeah. see this in Marvel Comics as well, um, to the point yeah. where they just have now started making characters exclusively on covers to see if they can get and I get something viral enough to turn into a project. Um, man- With manga, the of ultimate attention of like that it'll be a movie, then it'll be an attraction at the resorts, and that's exactly. where they make their money. Yeah. Exactly, and I don't think I don't think like Shueisha, I don't think the other big manga companies have like gone down that far that 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 dark dark road but it is it is very clear that there are you know because this is moving so much faster there's not necessarily even i would say a push to have a long-running series i don't even know at this point if shonen jump wants another one piece i think shonen jump wants five demon slayers and they mm-hmm. would love to have those happen before the series ends, if at all possible, which yeah, is a problem you. that they're having too. So but that's the thing. We're not going to get that. Like Demon Slayer, I think, is a, has a ceiling, as we've kind of seen, um, because I think that this is an industry that is sustainable for like a spy family and a Demon Slayer and then like 20 Isekai. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's just like you can have big stuff that's popular, but like I think the days of, you know, people like kids growing up. And watching Naruto on Toonami, you know what I mean? And just being obsessed. And that's the only anime they, they hear about besides Dragon Ball Z until they're in college. It, those days are just completely gone. But that's fine because there's a lot of growth in, I think, Westerners, more and more Westerners being more ingratiated into the simulcast era where we're getting this stuff instantly as opposed to when the three of us were growing up. And like, you know, we could barely hope to watch stuff like five to ten years after the the manga was written if not much later yeah bootlegging gurren lagan only to find out that like your friends years later had only just started watching it so you fade into dust yeah i know the feeling we've uh we've gone way over uh time so i, I we've been we've gone on a lot of tangents uh so let's finish out this way i guess um we'll each list out anything else that we wanted to bring up one sentence two max to sum up your reaction to said anime or manga so I'll go first. I'll go very quickly. Uh, Reign of the Seven Spellblades. I'm always here for Harry Potter reimaginings that are actually decent. Uh, Ten Peru, the the trash that I wish my tiny senpai. I wish it was trashier than my tiny senpai, but it's not, and that's okay. 
Uh, Undead Murder Farce. I mean, this is the one, this is the hipster anime that you should watch. Summertime Rendering, finally watching that, and it's definitely hurting me, uh, but I think yes. that's okay. Uh, I can hear Ali just being like, the pain <laughs> came back. <laughs> um, Maiden Abyss, finally started, so please stop sh- uh, shouting at me. Thank you. Uh, Jesus the eminence and sh- Christ. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, the Eminence and Shadow, uh, I know I'm going to hate this and love how much I hate it. Uh Masamune Kun's Revenge, just going to put the, the the punctuation on it. Manga ends terribly, but so far season two has been better than the manga. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Uh, and I think that's everything. Oh, I was going to say, uh, Freeren, which is getting its anime adaptation in a few months. Manga rules. Um, just putting that out there. So that's my list. Uh, Ali, why don't you go next? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna- to start with Jujutsu Kaisen because I had a thought which is John will probably mm. have to talk more about our mutual agreement on certain issues with the show that we have to keep secret from others who love it too much to let us talk uh, no. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll have a private discord channel for <laughs> JJK <laughs> truthers not not you Travis I meant the people I live with who would not dare let me you know I support I need a support group for not loving Gojo as much as the rest of everybody else so, so you're married to a Gojo stan, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, I'm related to one. Oh, and so it's, I'm, I'm, I'm married, married. I'm married to the Gojo stan. I'm there married to the person who's caught up and tells me to just wait. I'm like, but I've been spoiled. I know. But okay, my rapid th- thoughts are: uh, Ayaka is the most boring anime I've ever seen in my life. The Gene of AI had an intriguing first episode. I'm going to continue to watch it. Once it has a few under its belt, though, because I think it feels more like a bingeable series rather than a once a week. Uh, The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again Today, has a great title, has the worst animation. Travis's favorite studio. I had no idea the reputation (laughs) or weird whatever feelings people had about this studio until I told him I was reviewing it and like was just perplexed by the animation that was going on in front of me terrible terrible like it doesn't matter if there's a good story you won't be able to tell based on the animation and then i also watched my tiny senpai and sent a message to travis and said john's going to love this one and she was right those are my yeah she's tiny she's cute she's the boss (laughs) so those are those are my rapid fire ones that i hadn't yet talked about sweet travis and please end us on a high note okay we can't we Uh, can't end it on my tiny senpai uh, I mean, we we can. People seem to love your pitch for it. But uh, I, I do want to say uh, one of mine is uh, also Undead Girl Murder Farce, but for a different reason, because Sherlock Holmes is voiced by Roy Mustang. That's all you need. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Uh, Gamera Rebirth hasn't started yet. It's coming to Netflix. Uh, Gamera versus Five Kaiju. That's how they're selling it. It's the way to watch it. Um, Help on High Dive. Imagine Mashal but without the school element. I'm curious about it. I don't love the way it looks like the, the animation, but uh, I, I haven't given it a chance. So I can't say for sure. Uh, and then f- uh, finally, because I do have to get this out of my system, two old uh, anime are back or coming back. Uh, Bleach. I'm mad at how much of a good job Pira is doing with uh, absolutely mid material. Uh, I heard it's like good again. Uh, they're elevating it. Okay. Uh, I could I could spend forever, but they're, they're elevating. I heard Travis the, say as much. 
the material is mid uh <laughs> absolutely mid but the production is just uh it's bonkers how much qual like how much quality work is in it which will lead me to end with uh pirouette is also going to do four brand new naruto episodes this season we do not know what they are about just that they are set during his during the original series which is the best part of naruto i mean i know one thing i don't care about naruto anymore it is it is the it is the best part of naruto so i'm actually having now watched a lot of this new bleach i'm not doing the horimiya thing but with naruto i'm not doing no. it <laughs> no you shouldn't there's you no shouldn't, naruto but missing I am, pieces i am i am genuinely curious to see how this turns out like how it looks uh, what story they tell um i'm i am morbidly curious but genuinely curious naruto is sure an anime it sure is an anime, let me tell you. Oh, boy. one day we'll do the Naruto grief uh, support group episode. <laughs> Ali, I forgot to say that uh, I'm sad to hear Ayaka isn't good. I had that on my watch list. Maybe you'll like it. I think it feels like it was made by a machine. Oh, and no. it took all these parts of what they think make a good anime. Wait a second. An anime that doesn't feel human and made by an algorithm and decisions that don't seem to connect with any sort of creative spirit? Come on, Allie. Tell me something to believe. <laughs> it's so boring. I just cannot get past it. But no. Um, and I forgot to mention a little anime that I've been watching again called One Piece. Some of you might have heard of it. How far into One Piece are you? That's the note we're going to end on. <laughs> I'm on episode like 23, 24. Travis told me to get to 27, but my well, yeah, because stuff- you got to finish before the show, the live action show. I, so what I actually said was tw- 27 might do it. 27 might finally sell her on it because uh, you nerds already know where it is. Um, but 39 will be the make or break it in my. You opinion. didn't tell me 39. That's the one I sent you. I said Did 30. You? Yeah, it sounds like you're moving my- the goalposts a little bit. Well, regardless. No. Uh, it doesn't matter now because I'm committed because I clicked on a thing or I saw everybody talking about gears and Travis won't tell me because I won't let him. And I'm just genuinely like, I cannot stand not knowing So this is how we get Allie to watch anime that she doesn't care about. Yeah, no, yeah. it actually is. My stubbornness is overriding. We my lightly disinterest. spoil her on something and then won't refuse to tell her, you know, yeah, you know, it's great us. is we'll, that works is on that- me. She at least gets lightly spoiled. I've got Evan on full social media lockdown. <laughs> but Evan was over in our house the other day, and I could hear him yelling about things he was excited about with One Piece from the other room. So, like, it's different because he loves it. Oh, yeah, we got him. He's he's doomed. Whereas I, I hadn't been hooked yet, but then I'll see somebody tweet online about how it starts out as a silly little show, but then, haha, it's the most emotional thing you'll ever read. And that just bugs me because I want to know now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up in a month. <laughs> okay. All right. Well <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We'll be back in not a month but a week <laughs> to talk about uh One Piece ten eighty nine. That's where we're on? Yeah, ten eighty nine, right? Ten eighty nine. 1089. Uh we'll be back to talk to do that manga recap. And uh, I think we're gonna have a break after that too. Uh, so we'll have a, maybe a roundtable by them we can do for maybe one of the anime we talked about today. So if you have an idea of what you would like to listen to us talk about anime-wise or manga-wise or anything-wise, hit up that Discord. You know what to do. And we'll see y'all later. Bye.